Hey everyone, I'm Alexa. And I'm Catherine. And we're the girls behind Tickets, Please. And on today's episode, we're talking about Star Wars Episode 6, Return of the Jedi. I do just want to say I am okay. At this point, I've come around and I'm okay if you never watch this us. Like, I don't feel like I'm going to try to force you or anything like that. But I will say two things. One, Milo is so unbelievably good as Jack, but also so, so the hottest he has ever been. You are missing out. Two, Sterling K. Brown is such an unbelievably incredible actor. And the character that he plays is so dimensional and beautiful. And I just love him so much. And I wish you could have that experience of watching him. Actually, and a third thing too. If Mandy Moore doesn't win a fucking Emmy, I am lighting the world on fire. I feel like this will be her year, right? Has she never won one for This Is Us? She's only been nominated once and she did not win. It's disgusting. and the- now we know like both of us, but, but even more so me, like I'm a huge Mandy. Stan, oh, you are like, but that's your putting mind. that aside. Even if she was just any other regular actress to me, she deserves an Emmy for this. I can't believe she doesn't have one. I can't she believe she plays a woman who is once. every age from like <laughs> 20 to 60. <laughs> Perfectly. I feel like they'll give it to her this year because I've seen some clips from this most recent season. Obviously, I won't say what I saw, but I feel like this is her year, right? The Emmys, if they're going to break on something, it's always the last year of a show. I feel like they're not going to. You really do. Because they've only nominated her once. That might. Yeah. If she was nominated every year and never won, this would be the year she'd win. But you're right. What other year was she nominated? Was it like a long time ago or recent? Also, she's never been nominated for a Grammy. And I know people who are not fans of her music probably only know a handful of like her early pop songs. Yeah. But she has done some really beautiful like pop folk music over Uh the years that I'm sorry, deserves at least a nomination. She's (laughs) underappreciated. Which is so surprising (laughs) because how could someone like Mandy Moore be underappreciated? But here we are. 2017. Wow. So a while ago. That must have been the first season. That's nuts. I wonder how many times This Is Us has been nominated. Oh, wait. But then wouldn't that mean she w- was if it was as a cast? Um, I don't know how that works completely. So Sterling K. Brown won for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama in 2016. Or no, sorry, 17. Mm-hmm. Mandy was also nominated for a Golden Globe for This Is Us too, And didn't win. No. Milo, but he didn't win. This doesn't tell me like in total how many Emmys even the show has been nominated for. Why? That is so (laughs) annoying. I don't know. A lot, basically. (laughs) More than 12 in the first three years. So I don't know how many total. Anyway, they all deserve one. I can't believe we're here. (laughs) I can't believe you've watched all three originals. I can't believe it either. (sighs) I mean, I feel like we have to just start with the beginning because the opening 40 minutes of Return of the Jedi is some of my favorite Star Wars ever when they rescue Han Solo from Jabba. Do you want to know something embarrassing? What? My whole life until I started watching these, I thought his name was Han's Solo. (laughs) You should probably cut that out. It might even be too embarrassing. (laughs) But Hans is a real name, you know? Yes, it's true. So what did you think of their plan to rescue him? It was very complex and multifaceted. And notice how they they very smartly left C-3PO out of the planning and had no he had no he had no (laughs) idea what was going on the entire time. What could possibly have come over Master Luke? Is it something I did? I never expressed any unhappiness with my work. Oh, oh, how 
apology. I wasn't totally sure what parts of it were the plan and what parts of it actually just worked out in their favor. So I don't know the answer either, but here's what I imagine. At the end of Empire, Lando goes to find Jabba and he uh, it's presumed that he infiltrated there and has been there for a while, like giving them information. And so I think sending the droids first, he knew that that would not work. That was mostly just to get the droids in there so that he could get his lightsaber. Then sending Leia in as the bounty hunter, I think is a 50-50 shot as to whether or not he thought it would just work. I think there's a universe in which he thinks maybe she just goes in, unfreezes Han, and they're somehow able to get out undetected. But that was probably unlikely that that would occur. It was mostly important, I think, for her to be the one that unfreezes him so that he's not in carbonite anymore. And then he would come and sort out whatever had not been taken care of already deal with whatever was thrown at him and he knew that he all of them being there would now be able to get out because he clearly assumed that at one point he would need his lightsaber from r2d2 and he didn't walk in with it because he figured i guess that he they would take it from him or that he would lose access to it somehow so i think that han and leia getting captured maybe wasn't planned but he probably took it into account because the other thing with luke is that we know from empire that he can see the future a little bit when he is on dagobah with yoda and has the visions that han and leia are in pain that does happen and they're in cloud city and he knows that that's where they are so we don't totally know how much luke had had already seen happen so maybe he had already kind of planned for some stuff to go wrong that he knew would go wrong so i think he just put a lot of contingencies in so that if things went awry like they did he would be able to take care of it i thought it was so cute when han was captive and ended up in there with chewy chewy is that you chewy i can't see pal what's going on Luke, Luke's crazy. He can't even take care of himself, much less rescue anybody. A, a Jedi Knight. I'm out of it for a little while. Everybody gets delusions of grandeur. All right, pal. All right. Their little reunion is so cute. I love when Leia wakes him up out of the carbonite, too. Hibernation sickness. I can't see. Your eyesight will return in time. Where am I? Jabba's palace. Who are you? Someone who loves you. Well. The face that they froze him with was so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, I mean, we get the Star Wars image, which is Leia in the golden bikini laying on Jabba's stand wherever he's on. Which is one I texted you. Every time someone's captive in Star Wars, like, why is it so sexually charged? <laughs> but then Leia gets her moments of fighting and she gets to kill Jabba so that yeah. she gets a little redemption as the damsel in distress because it's argued that she intended to be captured so maybe she's not like oh no like but you know job of course dresses <laughs> I, her up i like, think she did as she was held captive she was the most relaxed <laughs> coolest like sexiest they told her put this bikini on and sprawl and she said i'm sprawling she was very cool in this one. I don't want to skip ahead, but we need to talk about how she looked in the forest. Like, yeah. we'll get there. Because yeah. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> there's no bad Leia outfits. She is the height of fashion in the Star Wars universe. For real. So in the first two, we talked about how George Lucas goes back and digitally re-edits them because he's a maniac. Jedi is the least touched of the three, I guess, because it was the latest made. He was able to put in the things that he wanted in the first go around. So it wasn't so much re-editing, but by far the most ridiculous thing that he puts into any of these is the musical number. 
Ugh. I I just my why? nightmare. Why does anyone watching Star he Wars put think that in? Yes. Couldn't you tell by the way the alien? Someone looked? has to do something about that man. <laughs> Who is thinking of Star Wars and thinks you know we need a musical break? Yeah. You know what? <laughs> this is one of the. <laughs> The most highly regarded film franchises of all time. You know what it's missing? An unknown alien singing number at Jabba's Palace. Like, what? So this is my favorite distinction between the first two and this one, is Luke. I think that the way Mark Hamill played him and the way they wrote Luke is so different in Jedi than in the first two. Even from the first moment he walks into Jabba's palace, he seems so much more grown up. Nevertheless, I'm taking Captain Solo and his friends. You can either profit by this or be destroyed. It's your choice, but I warn you not to underestimate my power. And like self-assured. Yes. He seems like a Jedi. He's got that sick outfit where he's wearing that black crossover jumpsuit thing. It's so sick. And just he's so much calmer. And when things go wrong, like when everything goes to shit, he's not like freaking out or anything. I mean, mostly most likely he planned for that. But even later when stuff doesn't go the way he thinks it's going to go, he's so much calmer and handles it so much quicker and better. And I just love it. And when he goes back to Yoda, even the way he speaks with Yoda is totally different than the whiny, discouraged kid that we saw. But I need your help. I've come back to complete the training. No more training do you require. Already know you. That which you need. Then I am a Jedi. Even when he realizes that Yoda is going to die, yeah. he handles it well. Yeah. Yoda's so cute. He was really cute. Was it so sad? Were you sad when he died? Yeah. But he's going to be in the next three that we watch next year because they yep. take place before this. Yes. And the final three take place when? Um, Like 30 years after Jedi. I know you don't want to tell me, but. Tell me who Adam Driver plays. You really want to know? I will tell you because it's so long from now. I do want to know. Yeah. He is Leia and Han's son. (laughs) Oh, maybe I shouldn't have known that, but but I love it. (laughs) I think now I'm trying to remember how much that just ruined things because I don't know when the audience knows that in the first one of the new ones. I don't know when we find that out. It's okay. I mean, I mean still, listen, I knew that more. Leia and Han were going to end up together, so yeah. it can be assumed that they were going to have a kid. Yeah. So yeah. it's fine. And I, there's still a lot in the new ones that you have probably no clue about. So okay, there'll be plenty to... I just wish... I don't know how late into the first of the new movies that's revealed. I have to avoid everything Star Wars for like two years now. Because now I know enough that something really can be spoiled. Before, if I heard something, I'd be like, I don't even know who those people are. That is so true. You have enough knowledge now that it could be dangerous. Because you know a lot of people in the prequels, too. Met most of them. There's some stuff I really hope you don't get spoiled for the new ones. So we get a lot of information confirmed for us by Yoda and by Obi-Wan. We had two back-to-back conversations that were pretty important. Yoda deals delves out a lot of info, and so does Obi Wan. <laughs> so, I do like the fact that they don't make you work for it. They don't. Even if there's something that they make you work for, it, at some point they will just tell you. They will just explain <laughs> it. Like because you could have probably gotten that Leia is a twin. Like all that information about him, Darth Vader being his father, and how Obi Wan said that Vader killed his father, and what that meant. All that stuff you could have maybe gotten from one and two on your own, but then they just tell you. So Yoda confirms what you already knew going into episode four was that Leia is Luke's twin sister. I did not know she was his twin until now, but I did know that she was his sister. 
And see, even I love the conversation that Luke has with Obi-Wan because previous Luke would be like flipping the hell out. And he was very, and Obi-Wan's being a a dick in that scene too. He's like, (laughs) (laughs) cause Luke's like, Luke sees him and he's like, what the heck? You told me Vader betrayed and murdered my father. Your father was seduced by the dark side of the force. He ceased to be Anakin Skywalker and became Darth Vader. When that happened, the good man who was your father was destroyed. So what I told you was true, from a certain point of view. A certain point of view? Really? (laughs) I know why Obi-Wan did it is because Luke was not ready to hear the information, but arguably he probably wasn't ready to hear it when Vader yelled it at him either. So, yeah. <laughs> so. he was dangling off a metal cliff and then obi-wan explains why luke and leia had to be hidden to protect you both from the emperor you were hidden from your father when you were born the emperor knew as i did if anakin were to have any offspring they would be a threat to him that is the reason why your sister remains safely anonymous. They had known that they were around when they were babies. Then they could have just taken them then and raised them to be evil from the very start. And there would be no conflict. They would be incredibly powerful and arguably, as we see, more powerful than Vader even. So after Luke gets all his info, they rendezvous back with the rest of the rebellion and they get the plan. Then we know that Lando is going to be in charge of the space force that will eventually destroy the Death Star and that Han has been elected to run a ground team to destroy the shield so that they are able to destroy the Death Star. I wonder who they found to pull that off. General Solo, is your strike team assembled? Uh, my team's ready. I don't have a command crew for the shuttle. That's going to be rough, pal. I didn't want to speak for you. That's one. General, count me in. I'm with you, too. But I love that scene. He's really different, too, because in the first one, he's very, like, not at all interested in helping anyone. And now he's a general of the rebellion leading a team of people to complete a mission and he volunteered them and he's very (laughs) yeah the audience can't (laughs) see you but yeah yes (laughs) that's exactly what he's like (laughs) how do i describe that (laughs) like almost like he would give someone finger guns (laughs) yes or my dad's point and wave so then we get on to endor which is please the mood of all moods forget twilight <laughs> that forest <laughs> it's pretty sick i love it and their outfits are top-notch you, you texted me about their ponchos <laughs> <laughs> a blotchy tie-dyed cow neck poncho <laughs> if i had seen this during the beginning of quarantine in 2020 i would have made myself one you know when everyone was tie-dying <laughs> so you had texted me while we were watching that you kind of figured out why it was calming to you. And it was about the action in particular. Do you want to? <laughs> the action scenes are so calm and slow. Yes. And the scenes where things are supposed to be tense, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> but none of this is a bad thing. It's yeah. all a good thing. It. I'm just like, okay, things are action-y. Like, I just feel like so, ch- I, it just, what I said to you in the text was that it makes me feel drugged up. And I genuinely mean that. I feel sedated when I'm watching it. <laughs> but in a good way, not in a way that I'm bored. Yeah. I And I completely agree with you. I had never put my finger on it, but I completely agree with you. All of the action is not nearly as suspenseful as action usually is. Another thing I noticed that I really liked is that, and I'm sure this isn't Star Wars specifically, it's more just like of the time, but it's so unself-conscious. I noticed there was a scene where, I don't remember who Leia is with, maybe one of the, what are they called? Ewoks. The little I bears. keep wanting to call them Jabberwockies, which are from something else. That is from w- Wizard of Oz, I think. Is it? I think so. Um, look, wait, no, I need that to up. Know. Oh, Alice in Wonderland. I was close. Oh. 
Oh, I never would have guessed that. <laughs> oh, it must be from that version of Alice in Wonderland, the actors, that is yeah. extremely dark and terrifying. Have you ever seen it? Yeah, the Johnny Depp one with t- the Tim Burton. No, it's older. It's like from the 80s. Oh, then no, I have not seen that. But I mean, not to sidetrack us, but Alice in Wonderland is one of the most terrifying things I've ever seen in my life. The child one. When I was a kid and saw Alice in Wonderland, I had nightmares for weeks. Oh, it's called Jabberwocky, 1977. You need to Google it because just the photos that come up, you'll understand why it's terrifying. I don't need any more reason because, like I said, Alice in Wonderland is one of my most traumatizing kids movies wait is this it wait i don't know now if this is it it has to be though i don't think this has anything to do with alice in wonderland this this movie that you're yeah it's a it's a lewis carroll it's lewis carroll's through the looking glass oh well it's horrifying anyway there's one particular scene where i it finally occurred to me leia is with that little ewok guy I think she climbs over a log and then she puts her gun in her pocket and her and the Ewok walk down this little hill. The way she does it is so unchoreographed. And I was thinking about the way it would be done if it were filmed today, that Mm. it's something she would have known every single movement and where her feet were going to go, how she was going to hold the gun, how she was going to move to put it in her pocket. The whole thing would have been mapped out. And this was just like, it's as though whoever the director was said, climb over that log, put your gun in your pocket and then walk down the hill. And that was and like- that's what she did. And they were like, cut, got it, moving on. <laughs> but it's like a relief to see that. It's nice to see that. It's just like, I feel like everything we do now for the last, since really Instagram, I guess, it's like everyone has this separate awareness of observing themselves as they move through the world on social media and when they're out with people or at an event or in movie. There's, it's like there's always this other layer of observing yeah. ourselves and it's so unsettling and exhausting. Mm-hmm. It's just nice to see someone doing something just how they would do it and like that being fine. That is such a good point. It's a very astute observation that I've never thought about, but it, it really it really is. I've gotten the feelings that you're talking about, but I've never been able to pinpoint why. Mm-hmm. So there's an action sequence that unfolds in which Leia gets separated from the from the guys and then they're kind of like prancing through the forest trying to trying to find them and then they get captured by Ewoks that think wait (laughs) what oh sorry go ahead no no I was gonna say that they get captured by Ewoks that think C-3PO is a god that is unbelievably hysterical. We have to talk about it. But first I have to say, Leia's always beautiful, but the way she looks oh, in that forest. And there was one particular moment where I almost gasped out loud. And then you sent me a text. About yes. It. So we it, had the same feeling in the same moment. It was when it was when she's talking to the little Ewok that finds her when she's laying down. She just like takes off her helmet and she's got this beautiful braid but the but it's kind of gotten a little messed up from the helmet so her hair just looks so beautiful and her makeup is done so well she and just the lighting breath and the coloring of the green yes. tree like vegetation around yes. she's so beautiful it she's breathtaking she was born to wear her hair like that and then the ewoks take her in and they see we see yeah. her later when they come back but the guys are all captured in a trap by the ewoks i like to imagine that when later on when she's having that conversation with luke on the rope bridge thing and her hair is down and it's all crimped from the braids. I like to imagine that the Ewoks did her hair. <laughs> I like they they did her. They put canon. her in a different outfit. Yes. They did her hair. They did her makeup. That's canon. I'm gonna go with that as the as, as the truth. <laughs> I think that and she let them happen. Like those little birds in what is it in Sleeping Beauty? No. Uh, that are oh, yes. flitting around yes. and doing her hair. No, not stuff. Sleeping Beauty. Snow White. Oh wait, or is it Sleeping Beauty? Maybe it's both actually. I think it might be Sleeping Beauty where the animals help her. But no, don't the animals help Snow White get dressed? She like they, calls they them. Must. She's, she's like, what I'm imagining la. is these like <laughs> light blue birds. Then that's Sleeping Beauty. That I'm picturing around blonde hair. I think. Or is it Cinderella? <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever it is, a Disney princess. 
It's it's that it's the Star Wars version of that. I guess now is as good a time as any. Ewoks are very controversial in the Star Wars universe because people hate the Ewoks. They hate this whole thing. They hate all of the time we spend there, all of the inclusion of them in battle and the cutesy stuff. People cannot stand them. I can imagine why people feel that way. I think it's totally fair. It's all about when you saw it. I saw it as a kid. So I've always loved the Ewoks because that's who it's for. Ultimately, Ewoks split Star Wars fandom into two camps. Those born before and those born after May 25th, 1973. The Ewok line. (laughs) Anyone born on this side of the Ewok line was at least 10 years old when Jedi came out. And thus, too old for something so cloying and cute. Anyone born on this side loved the Ewoks because why? They reminded you of? Our teddies. They reminded you of your teddies. And there's a ton of this crap. George Lucas triples down in a major way in the prequels with this alien cutesy stuff and that i do hate (laughs) because it's overboard but this is just enough for me i think it's plausible i think it's fun i love all of the stuff on endor with the ewoks i could see how maybe like after that part with them in battle it is it's a little much but but they're they're cute they're funny (laughs) i think it is hysterical that they think r2 is a god that C-3PO. funny. Yeah, C-3PO. Hello, I think. I could be mistaken. They're using a very primitive dialect, but I do believe they think I am some sort of god. I love when he says that they think he's a god and Han is like... Well, why don't you use your divine influence and get us out of this? I beg your pardon, General Solo, but that just wouldn't be proper. Proper? It's against my programming to impersonate a deity. So once they get everything resolved with the Ewoks, then they're ready to be taken to the shield generator the next day. But Luke has a little crisis where he realizes that he cannot go with them. He has to go see Vader. But before he does, he has a very important conversation with Leia. One of my favorite scenes, the mood, the like mist when they're talking. I just love the way he tells her the Cause it's, cause I can't imagine what a weird thing that must have been for him to have to tell her, even though she says that she already knew. Why? Why? Because of the force yeah. she already knew? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think what she really means, it's not that she knew. It's just that when he tells her, she's like, oh, that makes a lot of, that's why yeah. I've had these thoughts and, and feelings this entire time is that it, that makes a lot of sense. He's so calm and gentle with her and it's just so i don't know it gives me like this warm feeling when he tells her <laughs> like how he asks about her mother if leah do you remember your mother your real mother just a little bit she died when i was very young what do you remember just images really feelings tell me she was Very beautiful, kind, but sad. Why are you asking me this? I have no memory of my mother. I never knew her. And she she goes along with it for she's just answering his questions. And I just love her responses in that scene because she's not like, what are you talking about? What's going on? Like, what is the deal? Like, she's just having conversation with him and he's leading up to it and then he tells her that vader is his father he's come for me he can feel when i'm near that's why i have to go as long as i stay i'm endangering the group and our mission here i have to face him why he's my father And he never really, like, they don't address that Vader is her, obviously it's her father as well, but they don't really deal with that in the scene. And then he says that the force is strong in his family. The force is strong in my family. My father has it. 
I have it. And my sister has it. Yes. It's you, Leia. I just, I don't know. I think it's a really well done scene. She seemed older. She does. Her even her voice was deeper. She just seemed more grounded. She she seemed different. Yeah. Almost like they filmed it years later. I mean, she <laughs> really seemed different. You're right. When Han comes outside is I think it's funny. I think his he's funny in a different way in the third one. He cuz like in the first two he's well he's a dick. He is. He's really quippy and and rude and 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 these he's just funny for a different reason. He's almost like um <laughs> It's like comic relief. He's like goofy. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's much like sillier. Not to skip to the end, but I was cackling when she tells him that Luke is her, her brother. His face is so freaking funny. Because right before that, doesn't he say something like, you love him, don't you? Yeah, he's so And cute. she says, like, I do. Yes. And you can see the disappointment. Yes. In him. And then he's so mature about, I mean, he's like, he's got a little like bite in his voice, but he's so mature about it. He's like, listen, then I won't get in the way. When he comes back, you can just be with Luke. Like, I get it. I'm not going to be in the way. And then she's like, no, he's my brother. <laughs> and that is. You love him. Don't you? Yes. All right. I understand. Fine. When he comes back, I won't get in the way. It's not like that at all. He's my brother. And then she kisses him and his eyes are open because he's not even like, he's still processing the fact that Luke's brother. <laughs> <laughs> so then Luke surrenders himself to Vader when he's on the bridge. It's like a takeoff hallway. It's like when you're on an airline. That's what it reminds me of. And he has a conversation with Vader about how he thinks that he's still good and that he doesn't believe that he'll turn him over to the Emperor. It is the name of your true self. You've only forgotten I know there is good in you. The Emperor hasn't driven it from you fully. That was why you couldn't destroy me. That's why you won't bring me to your Emperor now. And calls him Father 500 times. I know, Father, that you were once Anakin Skywalker, my father. Suit your feelings, Father. Then my father is truly dead. What did you think of, of the Vader... Luke stuff. I thought, of course, the culmination of this is going to happen over another metal cliff. <laughs> like, why do all of these ships have a crazy million story drop in the center? I don't know. It adds to the drama, I guess. I thought it was, it was simple. It, it wasn't really complex, but if it was nice that it wasn't. When the emperor was whatever, Force like zapping Luke him. with the yeah. blue lightning stuff. <laughs> I knew that Vader was going to save him and I was relieved when he did. And I also didn't know that we eventually saw him, that his helmet mask thing came Mm. off. I didn't know we were going to get that. As he was taking it off, I was thinking, wait, (laughs) obviously they can't show James Earl Jones in there. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But they're not going to try to match his voice up with some other guy. Like, how are they going to do this? And then I realized that, oh, taking the mask off must like change his voice. You get his real voice rather than filtered through whatever was in the mask. Totally. So, I mean, Luke was right. There there was some good in him, I guess. Yeah. It, it is simple, but it's something that happens through all three trilogies, this struggle of good and evil. And usually there's like one or two people at the pivot of, will they be good or will they be evil? Are they all people's fathers? George Lucas is working some stuff out here. No, but there is a daddy issues storyline in the new ones too (laughs) so it's a weirdly calming storyline just to think about how luke believes so strongly that his father is good and that vader is you can and like as much as you wouldn't believe you could get 
an acting performance from someone in like a mostly plastic suit. I feel like you really do get the struggle that Vader's going through through all of the scenes where he's first when he's talking to Luke because he's very calm. He's not Vader-esque in that scene on the bridge. He's talking to him like a normal guy. He's like, "Mm, you're wrong. I'm still evil. Like, you're going to be evil too soon. Don't worry. (laughs) He's not wrong. I'm still evil. (laughs) Like, he's not at all, like, menacing. We're not really afraid of him on that scene. And neither is Luke. I also think at that point, Luke isn't afraid because he's decided that either he's right and it's going to work out in his favor or he's wrong and Vader is 100% evil and Luke is willing to take whatever the consequences yeah. of that are. Like if he ends up dying, he ends up dying. Yep. He's really betting his life on his daddy. <laughs> I must obey my master. I will not turn and you'll be forced to kill me. If that is your destiny. Suit your feelings, father. You can't do this. I feel the conflict within you. Let go of your hate. It is too late for me, son. The Emperor will show you the true nature of the Force. He is your master now. Then my father is truly dead. So now at this point, the stories are kind of threefold. We have Lando in this in space. We have Han on the ground and Luke with the Emperor and Vader in, in the Emperor's like throne room. So I guess we could just talk about them separately, I guess. Well, there's really not too much to Lando's, except I do love a couple of his lines when they fire from the Death Star and destroy one of the rebel ships and they realize that it's working. I love the way Lando says... That blast came from the Death Star. That thing's operational. On one, this is gold leader. The Jarrett, all craft prepared or retreat. And then the way he calls them all off, it's just so cool. And then I love when they're successful. This is at the end, but I love when they're successful and he yeehaws. It's the funniest thing. (laughs) (laughs) Lando's great. He's really great. It's nice to see him as a good guy, isn't it? Yeah. Do we ever see him again? Yes. We see a young version of him? Uh, No. We see an older version of him. In the final ones? Yeah. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah. Is he played by the same guy? Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he is. They all are. They don't recast anybody. Wait. Who else is in the Adam Driver ones? Uh, Well, the core three. Lando. Wait, what do you mean the core three? Han, Luke, and Leia. They're all all oh, Carrie yeah. Fisher and, and yes. Harrison. They're all in the Adam Driver yes. ones. Wait, they finished them before Carrie passed? During. Shit. So she's in one and two, and then she's digitally added into three so that they can finish. It's it's actually not that bad. It sounds like it will be horrible. But it's not that bad. And she's only in a couple of scenes so that they can wrap up what they needed to. Wow. But yeah, they're in it, Lando. I think that might be it, though. I'm trying to think. That's cool. I didn't know they were in it. I thought once they were done with they were done. Really? That's crazy that you thought they would just make those without them. (laughs) Not that that Star Wars wouldn't want them, but that they would be like... They're integral to the the Oh, cool. Great. (laughs) Amazing. Um, Oh, and Chewie, of course, but he's not aged. But it's the same. (laughs) But Chewie's in them. How many Jurassic Parks they made without the original cast, you know? That's true. That's true. And in that case, you're right. It was them saying no. I think they were offered... But then they're in this new one, which I cannot wait to see. Yeah. So Lando is in the sky. We don't really have, there's really not much going on there. They're just kind of fighting. And then Han and Leia get the help of the Ewoks to get into the. So silly. (laughs) It is really silly. They are successful in taking down the shield. So then there really is only stuff to talk about with, with Luke and Vader and the Emperor. I love the lightsaber battle between Luke and Vader. I think it's by far the best of these three. It's so dynamic 
I think Mark Hamill does a great job of acting in this scene. Yeah, I think when he has the opportunity to kill Vader and the Emperor is egging him on, we know, of course, that he's not going to do it. But it is cool when he turns his lightsaber off and turns around and says, Never. I'll never turn to the dark side. You failed, Your Highness. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. And I was like, that's right. He's so certain. He's a Jedi now. Even when he walks in and um, and the Emperor is talking about how he's going to turn him evil and like blah, blah, blah. And Luke's like, no, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and, and the Emperor is like, I'm scary. And Luke's like, I'm not scared. <laughs> I love when he says, soon I'll be dead and you with me. <laughs> but the one moment that he does kind of falter if we can call it that is when vader finds out that leia exists and luke loses his shit for a brief moment your feelings for them are strong especially for sister so you have a twin sister your feelings have now betrayed her too Obi-Wan was wise to hide her from me. Now his failure is complete. If you will not turn to the dark side, then perhaps she will. I think it's just really well done. When he screams and then he fights him and when he's he's like repeatedly hitting him with the with the saber and and then cuts his hand off yeah i think it's just the choreography is really well done such a full circle moment it really is really is now i had a question about that daddy (laughs) (laughs) why does luke after he does that, why does he look at his own hand? Is he, is it just he like cut his hand off and he's like, oh shit. I know, but I'm... like, is it just, are they like overdoing it? Just uh, yes. say like, yes. in case you guys forgot. <laughs> yes. He's like, oh wait, I had this hand okay. cut off. I thought you. maybe there was more to it that no, I was missing. No, I think they're just hammering home the point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> in case you forgot. For those just now joining How could us, anyone forget? <laughs> For this, for those just now joining us in the third installment of this franchise, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> and if that were the case, would you see Luke's gloved hand and think, "Oh, Vader must have cut his hand off in the first one"? <laughs> no, actually, you wouldn't. It's not. Ex- you would just think, "Why is he wearing a glove?" <laughs> it's not explicit enough, actually. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so then, exactly what Luke thinks is going to happen happens, and. Vader saves him when he has the opportunity. I love the that sequence of shots, though, because, it, again, you can see the conflict in Vader, even though it's just a plastic mask. When they when they keep cutting in between Luke and the Emperor, just like pure evil, like unrelenting, and you see Vader looking at the Emperor, looking at Luke and deciding whether or not he's going to do it, and then he decides to kill him. It's just, it's a powerful moment. As is when he asks Luke to take his mask off. Luke, help me take this mask off. But you'll die. Nothing can stop that now. Just for once, let me look on you with my own eyes. I cry a little every time when he does it. Star Wars fans, as much as they like or dislike the prequels, I think once you watch them and if you were to ever rewatch this, it does bring something to it because I always think in those moments about Anakin and like the guy he was before he was turned evil. And so it's just like in those final moments where he's good again and he's talking to Luke and he asks him to take his mask off. And then even at the end, when we see him with Yoda and Obi-Wan, I get emotional about it because I just think about how he was good and how he ends good. And I see his whole story rather than just the evil parts we've seen of Vader in these three. I'm excited for you to see them. And to get the like backstory. So he really is gone forever now. 
Now he's gone forever. Yeah. It's crazy how many pivotal characters died in this one. I love how it ends with the little celebration all over. Some of that was added after the fact. The cutaways to the other planets that we see. Wait, I don't remember that. I, I don't think I think I missed that. Is at the very, very end. Like when we see the music is playing, um, at like as the Ewoks are like dancing around celebrating. Yeah. That I <laughs> and, uh, and then it swipes away to we see a couple. We see, I know the names of them because they're in the later movies, but we see Coruscant. Uh, we see Naboo, which is a very important planet later. We just see it like cuts away of like people's putting off fireworks and celebrating in their cities that the empire has has fallen i love the music that plays and i love it when luke turns to see obi-wan and yoda standing there and then anakin appears it gets me every time (laughs) <laughs> when he when he appears because i'm like oh my god he's back he's good again he's with obi-wan again <laughs> before we decided to do star wars i had avoided it my whole life <laughs> and really thought as i watched these i knew i was gonna look for the good in them i was gonna look for the reasons why people like them i was gonna look for reasons to appreciate them but i didn't expect to like them and I actually really, really did. I'm so glad. I didn't have to try to appreciate them. I just felt it. As we've already said 50 times, I'm very excited to watch the other ones. I can't wait. Especially because they're with different casts for the most part. And they're take pl- and they done years later. Yeah. And they take place in different times. Like, I can't wait to see how they develop and change. Yeah. Whether the mood feels the same or different or how... I'm I'm excited. And you'll hear me talk disparagingly about Star Wars for the first time. (laughs) (laughs) I have to watch those now. I have to. Uh, I know. Because the other problem that I'm thinking about is we are about to enter into what I believe is going to be like a wave of resurgence with this Obi-Wan show coming out soon. Oh, this might like dredge up a ton of stuff. Like, I really don't know. It doesn't, it didn't happen with Boba Fett and with Mandalorian, really. Like, it didn't bring in the other things, but I got, but Obi-Wan. So the show that's coming out, I think it's May 20 something, is about Obi-Wan and it takes place in between the prequels and A New Hope. So it's like right where it's going to fill in some Shit. story in between Darth yeah. Vader's already Darth Vader and Luke and Leia exist, but they're kids. Who's playing Obi-Wan? Uh, still um, Ewan McGregor. Shit. Please, Wait. man. I can't. I'm like... <laughs> Wait, because then... Okay, hold on. We got to figure this out. If I watch the next three, mm-hmm. but I don't watch the Adam Driver ones yet, can I watch the Obi-Wan show? Yes. Like, listen, I don't know. Maybe it's not going to be an issue. Maybe people are just going to be talking about the show. We're so stupid. I just realized something. What? How many episodes have we done on movies or shows that we've both already seen and talked about? Well, I had said that to you, that you could just watch them now and then... And then we can rewatch them when we need to do the episodes. But then I'm thinking like, what, like you said, what are you going to watch them? And then me and you are not going to have a full-blown conversation about them. Or are you saying that we would have a, not a full-blown, but like a conversation about them, but just like not get super specific. And it would be a long enough time in between (sighs) that we talk. Like, that's what I mean. I agree. Because there's plenty of movies that me and you have seen hundreds of times that we talk about. But have me and you had an in-depth conversation about them? Probably not, right? We haven't done Well, like... I mean, part of me is like, watch them now, we'll talk about them. And then if the episodes happen to suffer, as you said famously, we have to live our lives. We have to live our lives. (laughs) Because the sacrifice we'd be making... Think about the the alternative. Okay, let's like talk about how this goes. Okay. If I watch them now, we get to talk about them now. We don't have to worry about spoilers. I can watch the show and we can talk about the show. And then in a year from now, we just are doing an episode on on the next three. If I don't watch them now, I have to deal with the fact that I have to wait that long to watch them. You have to deal with me waiting that long to watch them. I can potentially be spoiled. I can't watch the show. My computer's going to die.
I wanted to ask you what your favorite one was. I didn't get a chance to ask you. I was going to end with that and your computer died. This is probably not going to be a satisfying answer for you, but I think I need time, like distance from them to decide which one was my favorite. That is a satisfying answer because that means to me that you have to think about them more because you enjoyed them all and you have to really decide which one you liked the best. Yeah. Which is leads me to what I wanted to say to you today. Do our listeners realize that we're recording this a week later? Pro- I mean, probably not. So it's a good thing that you're saying that. Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody take a shot. Catherine's computer died at the end of our last <laughs> recording. I need everyone to know this thing is only like a year old too. I don't get it. What I wanted to say to you was I decided as I was going through tons of photos to make our episode promo for stories for A New Hope, I came to the very solid realization that I love Star Wars. (laughs) What? Really? I love it. I love it. (laughs) I just, it was scrolling through tons and tons of photos and looking at the different posters and trying to find backgrounds to use for a story and just... I just realized how many, pretty much all the characters, how good they are and how much affection I have for them, even Darth Vader in his own way. Yes. And it's the whole thing is just such a vibe and I can't wait to watch the other ones. And I just decided that I love it. Wow. You know, when you when you had this idea to watch them, I dreamed that this would be your reaction, (laughs) but I sort of thought it wouldn't happen because of just the nature of them. And it just was not your favorite genre, your favorite thing. And I was expecting you to like them the way someone seeing them for the very first time now would like them. I, I didn't even know, to be honest, anybody I didn't know what the experience would be like someone seeing them for the very first time in 2022. And it just, I can't even put into words what it means that you love them and that you're so excited to watch them. Like so many times when I was editing our episodes, you are talking about the next ones wanting to know who people are and what's going to happen. And you're telling me that you're going to Google things and look things up and you want to watch them now. And I just never imagine that that would happen. And I'm so happy that it did. Oh, good. I'm glad. I mean, listen, I'm not going to convention anytime soon, but I don't even do that, but I will rewatch them at some point. I mean, I, I really, really, really love them. Wow. You have absolutely no idea what that means to me. When I was clipping empire to put in our episode, I was just thinking about how there's absolutely no question in my mind that that's my favorite movie of all time, bar none. Not even close. It's like miles in between the next one. And I just can't fully express what it means that you love them too. The Force is with you, young Skywalker. May the Force be with you. The Force will be with you. Always. And may the Force be with you. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with us. Remember, the Force will be with you. Always.